Okay, so we're into part three now of beautiful music. And now let's call witnesses Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Uh, and, uh, you know, this is the third chapter of Daniel. Uh, it says that King uh, Nebuchadnezzar uh, built a gold statue, 90 feet high, 9 feet thick, and he set it up on Dura Plain in the province of Babylon. He then ordered all the important leaders in the province, everybody, who was anybody, to the dedication ceremony of this statue. And they all came for the dedication, all the important folk, all the beautiful people, and took their places before the statue that Nebuchadnezzar uh, had erected. And then uh, a herald then proclaimed in a loud voice, Attention, everyone, attention, every race, color, and creed, listen up. And when you hear the band strike up, all the trumpets and the trombones and the tubas and the baritones and the drums and the cymbals fall to your knees and worship the gold statue that King Nebuchadnezzar has set up. And anyone who does not kneel and worship shall be thrown immediately into a roaring furnace. And the band started to play in a huge band equipped with all the musical instruments of Babylon and everyone and every race, every color, every creed. Everybody fell to their knees and worshiped this gold statue that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. And just then, some Babylonian uh, fortune tellers stepped up and accused the Jews. Uh, they said to King Nebuchadnezzar, long live the king. Didn't you give strict orders? This is how folk are. Didn't you give strict orders, O king, that when the king's band started to play, everybody had to bow down and worship this gold statue, and whoever did not would be thrown into the fiery furnace? And of course, they knew Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, Jews who had been taken from uh, the Hebrew lands and brought over here, but now they had high places and folks were jealous. So these jealous folks are the ones who went and reported this to the king. And, and, and you gave them positions, high positions, in the province of Babylon. And these men, these Jews who don't even belong here, look at the racism. Oh my God, really? Oh, king, they're disrespecting you and they're disrespecting your gods and they won't worship the gold statue that you set up. And now, oh, king Nebuchadnezzar, he just furious. And, and so he orders Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, bring them in, bring them in. I'm going to give them men high position and they're going to bring them in. And so when the men brought in the uh, uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, the king said, is it true? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you disrespected me? That you dissed me? Huh? That you disrespected my gods and you're refusing to bow down even when the band plays? Listen, I'm going to give you another chance. And I want you to fall down to your knees and worship this statue that I've made. And if you don't do it, I'm going to throw you in the furnace. I don't have no choice. You, you, you can't disrespect me like that. I'm the king. So I'm going to have the band to play. And Shadrach, Meshach, and Bendigo said, listen, uh, king, you ain't got to have the band play. Because whether they play or not, we can tell you right now, we are not bowing down to some god you've made. You, we, you took us from the Hebrew lands. And we bow down to one god, and that's Jehovah Jireh. 
That's Yahweh, okay? And we're not bowing down to any other God. So your threat means nothing to us. And if you throw us in the fire, listen to this now, beautiful music, one string. The God we serve can rescue us from your roaring furnace and anything else you might cook up. So King, even if he doesn't, Save us from this fire. It doesn't make us any difference. We still are not bowing down to this gold statue that you set up. And old Nebuchadnezzar is now just furious. Oh, he is angry. And he cut him off. I don't want to hear no more. And he told the folks with the fire, I want you to burn this fire seven times hotter than you usually burn it. And he ordered some strong men from the army, and I want you to tie these boys up. I, you, you can't nobody talk to me like that. I'm the king. Tie them up hands and feet and throw them in the furnace. And Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, bound hand and foot, fully dressed from head to toe, were pitched into the fiery furnace. Now, because the king was in such a hurry and the furnace was so hot, the flames from the fire killed the men, listen to this, who carried Shadrach, Meshach, and they been to go into it. And while the fire raged around Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they weren't singed by the fire. And the king looked up and figured like, okay, now I don't understand this. The men who threw them in are burning, but yet they ain't burning. And not only that, didn't we throw three men in this fire, bound hand and foot? Yeah, yeah, king. That's, that's what we did. I'm around the 24th verse. And the king said, well, look, I'm looking through the glass and I see four men walking around in the fire, completely unharmed. And one of them looked like a god, like the son of gods. And Nebuchadnezzar went to the door of the furnace and he called in and he said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and they said, yeah. He said, come here. And, and they walked out of this roaring fire. One string. We're talking about beautiful music people. And all the important people, all the government leaders, all the king counselors gathered around to examine them. And they discovered that the fire hadn't even so much has touched them. Not a hair on their head was singed. Not a scorch mark on their clothes. Not even the smell of fire on them. Huh? And the king ain't stupid. He said, oh, blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And he sent his angel, and, and he said he sent his angel to rescue his servants who trusted in him. And he said, oh my God, this is real. From now on, we need to be bowing down to the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. One string, people. Look at their faith and look at their reward. One string. And while we're talking about the Hebrew boys, we might as well just bring up Daniel. Come on, Daniel. You, 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 you got to testify now. Because they all were taken from the land at the same time. And again, I don't have time to go into the full details, but you can look at Daniel 6. 
and 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 Daniel had actually gone to the officials and told them, "Listen, we can't eat all this rich food, and we're not drinking that wine because our culture and our religion bans us from this. So if you can just feed us vegetables, we'll be just as strong, if not stronger, than all of these folk." And because here's the thing, Daniel and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had been taken and they were specialized and they were considered to be leaders. And so the king said, okay, if that's what you want to do, but at the minute you get weak, we're going to force this wine down you. We're going to force our foods on you. When they, when they looked at them later, they found even though they were eating only vegetables, they looked stronger than everybody else. And so the king then, uh, based on that, as well as the Daniel smart, being smart and making good decisions, put Daniel in charge. Now, one thing about folk at a job site, at a school, at a medical facility or whatever, at a police department, when you take folk and promote them over folk who already been there, jealousy abounds. Oh, yeah, big time. And if they have to, they will make stuff up so that they can get rid of this person who you've promoted. And that's exactly what happened here. Some of the vice regents went over to the king and they said, you know, king, you've made Daniel in charge. You made him the big time governor over all of us. And we don't think that's fair, but you the king. So that's that's fine. You did what you had to do. But you know what you, what you ought to do is you ought to make a rule where people bow down to you. And if they don't bow down to you, here we go again. If not only that, they only pray to you because you, you man, you beyond king. You, you like God to us. And if they bow to anybody else, you'll throw them in the lion's den. Look at the setup here. Really? And the king said, you know what? And being a little vain, being a little full of pride, he like, you know what? That's not a bad idea. Yeah, let's, let's do that. If, if they pray to anybody else but you. And so, of course, they look in Daniel's window. And they didn't have cell phones back then. They didn't have cameras. But it was enough witnesses where they went to the king and said, Oh, king, you ain't going to like this. But we looked in Daniel's window, and he was bowing down. And it wasn't to you. It was to his own God. And the king said, No, not Daniel. Yeah, king, Daniel. And you know the rule. You know, you know the rule of the Kurds and 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 the uh, the the the, uh, the Persians and, and 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 the Medes and the Persians. You know, and you signed a decree, and we can't go back on it. You, you so so we we they they it's signed, sealed, and delivered. It, it it's got to be done. So it is written. So let it be done. And the king said, "Oh my God! All right, all right, all right. Go on and get Daniel." And they went and they got Daniel. And they threw him in the lion's den. Wow. Really? Yep, they threw him in the lion's den. And again, you have to go back and read the text. I'm just calling Daniel as a witness. Daniel, what happened? What happened when they threw you in the lion's den? Daniel said, wow, you're not going to believe this. I prayed and I said, Lord, let your will be done. You know, this. The, I, I, what I wasn't going to do was go against your, your royal decree. You're God, not them. And I wasn't going to bow down to anybody else because you said in your word, you should not have any other gods before me and you don't bow down to anybody. So Lord, I'm only bowing to you. So you have your way 
and do what you need to do. Uh, now, I would pray that you, you know, you know, touch these lions because them boys, they're looking pretty hungry and they're coming toward me right about now. And, and an angel visited that, that den and locked the jaws of these lions. Now, these boys, these lions haven't eaten, okay? That, they starve them so that when they throw food down there, they gobble it up before it even hits the ground. But when Daniel hit the ground, the lions looked at him like, oh, how you doing? Like, just like he was a lion or something. And then you're like, I'm doing all right. Y'all all right? He said, yeah. The lions looked at him like, like they were talking to each other. And Daniel laid down on the lions for a pillow. The next morning, the king ran down, expecting to find nothing but bones. And he said, Daniel, Daniel. And Daniel said, oh, king, live forever. My God sent his angel who closed the mouths of the lions. I'm around 21st, uh, 22nd uh, verse. And, and, and king, I'm not harmed. And, and praise the Lord. And the king like, oh, I'm so happy. I'm so happy. And he ordered Daniel taken up out of the lion's den. And when he was hauled up, there wasn't a scratch on him. Not one scratch. And he said, I trusted in God. And God brought me through. And the king said, you know what? From now on, we're going to praise your God. Because obviously, your God is God. And he said, but oh, we're not done here. I, I see what happened here. The king ordered the men who who came to him and basically thinked on Daniel, lied on Daniel, and set Daniel up. Not only did he order them thrown into the lion's den, but their wives and their children. And listen to this. Before they even hit the floor, 24th verse, the lions had them in their jaws, tearing them to pieces. You can't do God any old kind of way. You can't disrespect God. You just can't do it. Beautiful music. Beautiful, beautiful music that God will take whatever you give him. Men in a fiery furnace, a man in a lion's den, it doesn't matter. One string and God will play that music and that music will be recorded in the word of God, and we can then go back and play that music over and over and over and over again. And God will take your life, my life, divorces, financial problems, children problems, a, a pregnant teen, a, a, a termination, whatever. God will take your life, marred, broken, huh? and he will play one string. Whatever it is, he said, give it to me, I'll bear it. Give it to me, I'll share it. If there's a need in your life, just give it to me. All the grace of God, all the beautiful music God can play with one string. I want you to listen now to the Mississippi Mass Choir. Your grace and mercy. Oh, what a mighty God we serve and what beautiful music he plays, even on one string.
Bless you. Beautiful music. Beautiful music. Part three. Weekly encouragements by Namware. <laughs> 